Well, very recently, um, Queen Elizabeth II tragically passed away. They estimated that uh, up to four billion people, the most viewed funeral or event, I think, almost in history of the world. It was just an amazing, amazing thing. And uh, we all saw it, we all heard about it. Just imagine you turn on the news tonight and the anchor says, the queen is alive. You change channels because you think, I'm I'm mishearing something. No, 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 she's alive. And everyone's talking about it. You go to work, everyone's discussing, the queen, the queen, she's alive. We saw her, it's real, this is, it'd be an absolute shock. Who would be shocked by that? Wow, wouldn't that be an absolute shock? It's never happened in the history of the world. Or has it? Or has it? 1 Corinthians 15, four to six, he was buried like the queen. He rose again the third day according to the scriptures. He was seen by Cephas, then by the 12. And after that, he was seen by over 500 brethren all at once. This wasn't done in a corner, folks. This is not some secret thing that a few people saw. No, no, hundreds upon hundreds visibly saw Jesus after he had been raised from the dead. No one in the history of the world ever said repeatedly, I'm gonna die and three days later, I'll rise again. I'm gonna die, three days later, I'm gonna rise again. I don't think they understood what he was saying. (laughs) I'm gonna die. Three days later, I am going to rise again. The resurrection is the most history-making, earth-shaking, life-transforming, eternity-changing truth of all. In fact, without the resurrection, there would be no Christianity. So we need to really have a good grasp of the resurrection because everything hangs on this. <laughs> so I'll just introduce this topic a little bit today, give you some thoughts on it because a true faith, a true faith in the resurrection will radically affect how you live your life on a daily basis. A true faith, you know, that's what took a, a group of fishermen to forsake everything, sacrifice immensely most of the apostles crucified and turned the world upside down. What would cause people to live like that? The resurrection. That's what was a game changer. If we don't understand the resurrection, if we don't appreciate it, we'll just live a casual, average Christian life. But when we see the resurrection for what it is, what it was, everything changes. Let me give you a few thoughts on the resurrection today. Firstly, it can teach us that everything Jesus said is true and can be trusted. B.B. Warfield, the great theologian, put it this way, Christ deliberately staked his whole claim upon his resurrection. It proved that he was who he said he was. You know, Jesus rising from the dead (laughs) 
should totally convince us that everything he said and everything in this book is 100% reliable, accurate, and can be trusted. No one else has risen from the dead after three days. And one of the problems is there's a trend in the church today to edit the Bible, to remove the parts that we don't like. And so what happens, this is actually being led by Christians in many churches who want to create a God that fits their mindset, but is not based on biblical truth. So they remove parts they don't like. No, no, that, my God can't be like that. No, no, my God wouldn't expect that. And so the whole, it's called the post-Christian Reformation, where we are making a God of our own making. We're creating a God that suits our feelings, and we no longer believe that everything Jesus said and everything written in the Scriptures is accurate, true, and can be trusted 100%. I wanna say that once we edit the Bible, once we remove parts we don't like, it creates a weak, very weak Christian faith that will not stand the test of time and will not support you through the struggles of life. You gotta believe this, Genesis to Revelation. It is the foundation of our faith. Jesus' resurrection proves that He is what He said He was and that everything He said is true. And it leads, the truth sets you free, by the way, folks. When you start moderating this book, you, you step into bondage and you don't get the best life that God has for you. Secondly, the resurrection resulted in the total defeat of Satan. So we know that when Jesus died, he descended into the bowels of the earth, went into the dark regions of the dam, he defeated Satan and his demons, and he rose triumphant. In fact, to the apostles, the preaching Christianity primarily meant preaching the resurrection. They reckon virtually every sermon in the book of Acts, and mostly in the New Testament, or especially by the apostles, is basically the central theme is a resurrection. It's all about the resurrection. That was, see, without the resurrection, that is the heart of the gospel, that Jesus died and rose again. If He didn't rise again, the Bible says, we are of all men most miserable. If in this life we only have hope in Christ. Jesus defeated the enemy completely. So Romans 8, 11, we go on from this. The Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Resurrection power dwells in you. You see, that's what we've got to understand. We need a revelation of the resurrection. Most of us know it here, but we don't know it deep inside of us. So then we go to this, um, you know, so resurrection power, if that's true, which it is in every believer, means that you have the power to defeat every attack of the enemy in your life because the resurrection power is sufficient for that. Ephesians 1:18 following puts it this way, that you may know, and that's the key, you've got to know, you may know his incomparably great power for us who believe. What's that power like? Well, it goes on to say very clearly, that power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So the same power, who reckons the power that raised Jesus from the dead was pretty significant? All right, 
How many of you believe that same power is in you? See, this is where we need a revelation because we don't actually believe that. We, we kind of know it here, but we don't believe it on the inside. That word like, where it says that power is like, means to the exact same degree. So the power of God in you is to the exact same degree as the power that raised Jesus from the dead. When we get a revelation of that, signs, wonders, and mighty deeds, and miracles are gonna break out all over the place, starting in our own lives. The church should be full of testimonies of God's power. If it is true that resurrection power lives in every one of us, tell the person next to you, there's resurrection power in you. (laughs) There was a man saved in our service last Sunday morning, nine o'clock service. And uh, it was great. Then he went home for lunch, or went, went away from lunch. And then he came back to the service. Second, the end of the second service. He wanted to see me. And he came up to me and he said, well, he said, every time you preached about <laughs> miracles and healings in your church, he said, I was a skeptic, like whatever. He said, I went home for lunch after he got saved. And he said, I realized my terrible back pain for 10 weeks had suddenly disappeared. So he came back to the service. He said, I've got goosebumps on goosebumps. He said, I can't believe, well, basically, I can't believe what God had done. He said, I was a skeptic, but God is a miracle working God. (laughs) Friends, that's not 20 years ago. That's last Sunday. So impacted, came back after the second service. And I want all of you coming back after the second service to tell me of the miracle God did for you. Because when he does a miracle, you probably will come back because you want everybody to know about it. God is working, friends. Another lady came, another person came up to me and said um, uh, the brother that she was very close to had COVID and he was in a hospital dying, dying. She said to God, she's in a service, She's saying to God, God, I'm not ready to lose my brother. I can't handle that. So in that service, I said, I want you right now, I want you to reach out, focus in and reach out for your miracle. Now, you know how often you get people to declare, I receive my miracle now? You know, it actually, by the way, does happen from time to time. Just saying, just a thought. And so she reached out. She said, I really focused. And she said, I reached out. I said, God, please. Work a miracle for my brother dying of COVID in hospital. Shortly after that, a remarkable total recovery in Jesus' name. That's resurrection power. We're almost starting to hear of something every week. Every week, some kind of miracles or some kind of healings that are taking place. That's the resurrection power of Christ. You know, everyone around the cross <laughs> thought that the enemy had won the day. Jesus was dead. The Jews were celebrating. Hell was rejoicing. And Satan thought, I have finally got my man. But the truth is, the cross was a setup. 
not as set up by the Jews, not by the Pharisees, not by the Sadducees, not by Herod. It was a set up from heaven. God set the devil up and he completely turned the tables on him. Jesus gets resurrected, Satan gets defeated, and salvation is purchased for all mankind for eternity. What looked like a setback was actually a set up. And I wanna shift this a little bit further for you today, because I believe that when you are surrendered to God, truly surrendered, and you're a faithful follower of Jesus, then every struggle, every setback is actually a setup for God to do something amazing in your life. The resurrection to me proves Genesis 50 verse 20 is true. What the enemy means for evil, God works it for your good. That's the power of the resurrection. I want you to start to think of every struggle, every setback as a setup for God to do something incredible in your life. You can come out with greater faith, with treasures of darkness, you can come out sometimes even with a miracle. Because if you really believe that Jesus is who He says He is, if you really believe that the resurrection is true, if you stay close to Jesus, you don't have to worry about anything because in the end, you're gonna look back and you're gonna see that God was with you, God was for you, God was in you, He was working on your behalf and He was bringing good out of what the enemy meant for evil. If we believe the resurrection, that He is the master at the end of the day, what is a setback can become a setup. Friends, if that is not true, we are of all men most miserable because that means we only have hope in this life. But no, we have a God of resurrection. He turns every situation around for our good. All things, if you're not believing me yet, work together for good for them that love God. Why? Because of the resurrection of Jesus, He can turn everything for good in your life. That takes a bit of faith. Takes a bit of believing. But I wanna encourage you to exercise that faith. You know, we can face anything. We can face anything knowing that all the evil and all the bad things will be swallowed up in victory. Just ask Joseph. Just ask Moses. Just ask David. Just ask Paul. Just ask the apostles. All the negativity, all the setbacks, all the disasters, God ultimately worked it for their good and for their blessing. That is a resurrection. It's gonna get better. Stay with me for a few moments. I reckon the resurrection also teaches us that with God, too late is never too late. When it's over, it's actually not over. Jesus is dead, three days in the tomb, too late, no. It's over, no. Jesus came back to life. You see, Jesus rising from the dead tells me that dead things can come back to life. Dead things can come back 
to life. You know, have you ever thought about this? When tragedies strike, and we're seeing this right now all over the globe, disasters, floods, earthquakes, people get to work and they start this massive cleanup. They start to rebuild. You know, they, they just go to work and, and just put a massive energy into all that has gone wrong, all the disaster that has happened. And you think, why would they do that? Because I believe God has put in the human spirit that it's never too late, that he's put in us a spirit of resurrection, that we can rise again, we can go again, we can go further again, we can smile again. There's something in the human spirit put there by God, I call it a resurrection spirit, that when you're down and out, you're actually not down and out. When you think you're defeated and it's over, you're actually not defeated and it's not over. There, there, when you think I can never rise again, I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I know you can rise again. You can step up again, you can go again, you can smile again. Because what? With God, it's never over. God is never too late. You can, the resurrection brings the dead to life. Let me give you a great scripture on this. Romans 4, 17. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Call those things that do not, oh man, I'm getting a bit excited about this now, that do not exist. I do this, I do this folks and I'm telling you it works. What, what do you need to call that does not exist as though it did exist? Do you need to call your healing that as though you are healed? That um, you know that your, your, your family are all walking with God, your children have come back to Jesus, uh, that you've got your permanent residency, you've got that job that you wanted, you've managed to get your home, you've got that miracle, you've got that breakthrough. What do you need to call forth that does not exist as though it does exist? It's time, friends, uh, to begin to declare what God wants to do in your life and take a step forward because we serve a God of resurrection. He says, call what is dead that doesn't exist as though it does. Think about that for a few moments, friends. It's just a powerful, powerful thought. It's a faith-building thought because you're starting to declare, what is it? What is it you need to declare as existing that right now does it? Is it your healing? Is it your finances? Is it your marriage? Is it some relationship? What, what is it? Begin to do, I do this. I declare things that don't exist as though they did. It's a powerful thing. I wanna encourage you to do that as much as you can because I believe it is a powerful statement of tremendous faith. One last thought, or a couple more thoughts. Resurrection, watch this one, from failure. How many of you have ever made a mistake? A few of us, the rest of you are Jesus, obviously. <laughs> Tell the person next to you, I never knew you were Jesus, but uh, they are. You are, some of you are sitting next to Jesus. How about that? That's pretty awesome, isn't it? <laughs> you know, we've all failed. And some of the times, some, one of the things that happens when we fail is well, like the prodigal son, we think, I'll settle for second best. I'll just be a hired servant. I can't go back to what it could have been because, hey, I've messed up. 
<clears throat> You've told, I've told you the story, haven't you, about the pastor in um, Australia who backslid seven times. And then he, God raised him up to build what was at that time Australia's largest church. How about that? That, that doesn't mean go and backslide seven times, by the way. Now, don't do that. <laughs> but if you have, it's not over. God is not over. Too late is not too late. So Peter denies the Lord three times. And then um, he, you know, he says to the Lord three times, I, I don't know the man, I don't know him, then he swears and curses and all the rest of it. We know the story. But what happens after Jesus' resurrection? It's really interesting. After Jesus' resurrection, we read these words, the angels say to the woman, told the woman, Mark 16, 7, go and tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. Other translations <clears throat> say even Peter. So go tell his disciples, even Peter. Other translations say, especially Peter. Peter is the only one that gets special mention. Isn't that interesting? Peter's, God's purposes for Peter are unchanged. Three days before, he's denied Jesus. He's cut off the servant's ear. I mean, this is his worst moment. It's like, Peter, buddy, it's over, man. <laughs> you can't fail much worse than this. But the angel says, go tell his disciples, especially Peter, even Peter, because my purpose for Peter is unchanged. We're all Peter. We all let God down. We all fail at times. So I reckon he says, God says, even Tark. Go tell the disciples, even Tark, even Adrian, even you, especially you. What was he saying? I think Jesus knew that Peter would be feeling really bad, really guilty. I've blown it. Jesus is raised from the dead. He wants them to go and tell Peter, especially. Hey, tell Peter, I'm alive. I'm still around. It's all going to be okay. The resurrection from defeat, failure, and mistakes. Wow. Yeah. Who's glad they served Jesus? Yeah. Hey? Isn't he awesome? Yeah. See, it doesn't matter how badly you fail. If you turn your heart back to God, the power of the resurrection can restore you fully to God's plan and purpose for your life. You don't have to settle for second best. You can still have God's best for your life. That's the Bible I know. That's the God that I know. Maybe today, your relationship with Jesus is not what it should be. Get ready for a resurrection. God can restore your walk with him today. He can restore your fire, your passion, and your love for him. <clears throat> One last thought. I'll try and explain this one. Stay with me. Many people believe that this world is all there is. When you die, your body rots in a grave, 
Nobody's ever gonna make everything right. No one's gonna sort out all the injustices, all the wrongs in the world. It's all just gonna burn up. The world's gonna burn up and it's over. If you've ever read fairy tales, which most of you probably haven't, but some of you may have, <clears throat> often in the fairy tales, a hero's face improbable scenarios against evil villains, all right? Now, J.R. Tolkien says, a mark of a good fairy tale is this, that however evil the villains, however terrible the situation, however awful what's going on, a good fairy tale always has a rescue. And we get, the, we get to a great ending. There's a great ending, that's not a good fairy tale. And as they say, they live happily ever after. All is well. That's a good fairy tale. So you might read a book, you might see a movie, you might know dark movies, you know, it's bad, and it looks like the villains are gonna win the day. You've probably seen some of the stuff, I don't see much of it, but you know, uh, and you wonder how on earth they're gonna get out of this, and then the hero comes, and there's a great rescue, and there's a, like a resurrection. And don't we love it? How many of you like it when that happens, when good defeats evil? And we get excited, but we love it. We think, wow, this is awesome. But then you don't. Enjoy the happy ending for that, lot, that long because you end, to, end up thinking, well, actually life's not like that. No, they don't live happily ever after. So you can only enjoy the happy ending for a short while. People say over and over again, life's not like that. Don't believe that happy ending stuff. But if you're a Christian, stay with me, and you believe in the resurrection, you know, whenever you see a happy ending, one of these stories, well, life actually is like that. Why? Because for us, as believers in Christ, because of the resurrection, everything is made right. God does sort out all the wrongs in the world and all the injustices, and we get to go to heaven, to a place of eternal peace and joy and fulfillment that is beyond our wildest dreams, for, for Christians, no matter how hard their life has been, uh, we all have the most fantastic ending. Every pain, every loss, every struggle, every defeat is put to one side. We are raised up with Jesus. We go to heaven to be forever with the Lord. There is a happy ending. We do live happily forever after. The enemy is defeated. The villains are destroyed. And God does sort out the injustices, all the wrongs, everything that's happened in your life. God does sort it all out and you have eternal peace and joy forever and ever and ever. That is, my friends, the message of the resurrection. It ends well. The fairy tale, the enemy is defeated in our fairy tale. Life is like that. You just gotta wait till you get to the end. See, when we understand the resurrection, everything changes. What about for older people? Tremendous hope. Why, you may lose a spouse, you may lose your friends, but hey, it's not gonna be that long till you're all back together again in eternity with Jesus forever and ever and ever to be forever with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we can look forward, friends, we can look forward to the future. 
You know, there's a graduation day coming. Heaven is waiting for us. And all sickness is gone, all loneliness is gone, all, all depression, all fear, all anxiety, everything is gone because there is a happy end. How many of you are looking forward to the happy ending? Hey? You, gotta, you know what you gotta do? You gotta keep your eyes on the happy ending. You can't keep your eyes on what's happening right now because you think my life's a mess, everything's going wrong, it's going south, things are bad, da, da, da. Yeah, I know it may be bad, I know things are going wrong, all the rest of it, but in the end, God sorts it all out. Absolutely everything is sorted out by our God. So if you're a follower of Jesus and you stay close to Him, whatever your story, whatever your personal story, if you believe in the death and resurrection, Jesus will be there with you at the end. And whatever your story has been to this point in your life, there will be a happy ending. Everything, absolutely everything, will be made right by Jesus. This is the greatest story ever told, and it's true to the very last letter and verse, because of the resurrection. We will live with Jesus for all eternity, forever and ever and ever. And it doesn't get any better than that. Amen.